So, welcome back to another episode of Master Zilch. I'm your host, Trev Montalban. Today, we are joined by Dr. Meg. Um, we have met at different uh, community events, and um, she, one of the main places I've seen her is she plays the violin and the viola. Viola, yeah. Viola. Um, and uh, in the band for Kirtan, which is, I've mentioned that before, it's on my Instagram. Love that event. Um, it's amazing. We do it every couple of weeks. And um, she does all kinds of interesting stuff. So uh, I am going to turn it over to her. So Meg, if you could tell us a little bit of um, basically who is Meg, kind of how did you get here, your journey, and then where they can find you uh, online. So as much okay. as you want to share. Cool journey um it's been quite a journey to get here are you wanting to know just about like st pete in general or um i mean honest embodied person right here kind of the embodied <laughs> person right here because like uh the the whole premise of this podcast is about self-development self-empowerment mm -hmm. so it's 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 a way to share with people who are maybe already on the path of self-development mm -hmm. but also people who are struggling with like depression and anxiety yeah. and like showing them that there are um, other ways besides just medication to kind of move through that stuff. Yeah. So if you could share a little bit about your journey and I mean most people experience depression at some point yeah. um, So like if you could kind of share it with us like what has helped you what different modalities Maybe a little bit about your journey. I mean yeah. strength and vulnerability kind of thing, you know, cool cool. Um, yeah, so I I grew up in a bit of a dysfunctional family um love my family so much my mom did her absolute best um but it kind of like led me to have a lot of like anxious patterns like programmed into me sure. from a young age and so um i yeah i in the past like self-medicated with like drugs and drinking and like did that whole world for a bit partied my life out like crazy i cannot picture you like the, the, the like the calm demeanor that you have now, I can't picture you. Right. In that <laughs> it's been it's been quite a journey, that's for sure. Like I definitely see how like I was very disconnected at that time and yeah. like that was my coping mechanism. For sure. Um and that just like really made me feel comfortable and like okay and like helped me deal with the world. Like I was really just numbing myself to everything totally. because I felt like shit after being up all night and whole whole journey, right? Oh, yeah. Um but at one point during that whole time, I ended up in a car accident. Um, no, I wasn't on anything. I was driving home from an event and I got rear-ended and that kind of brought me to chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what really started to really change my life. I think um, I heard somewhere that like, based on like the type of car accident that you have, it's kind of like the universe trying to nudge you in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. like, if you rear, like if you drive into something, it's like the universe telling you to slow, slow down. down. If you get rear-ended it's more like the universe trying to push you into something else okay. if you get sideswiped it's like hey like completely turn the other direction yeah, okay. and so I got rear-ended and that like kind of pushed me into seeking chiropractic care for myself I had never seen that or received it before um, how old were you at this time I was uh, 25 26 okay. so like mid early 20s mm -hmm. um, and so I started seeing the chiropractor that was across the street from my office, at, or office, <laughs> where I worked at the time. I just feel like I've always been in an office, but I was working in a restaurant. I was a bartender, so, okay. um, but his office was across the street from my work. Okay. 
And so I started going to see him um, traditionally, originally just for just take care of the whiplash that I sustained from the car sure. accident. Um, but then I continued going even after I was fixed. Yeah. Um, and to start noticing like how much better I was improving so much of my other aspects of life, like just my like immune system was functioning better, my body just felt better, I noticed I wasn't getting sick as often, um, and that was like really kind of like what made me excited enough to go to chiropractic school. So yeah. I was like, hey, look at this like really cool way that like the body can heal so that I can help others without having to do drugs or medication, surgery, like just in a natural way. Yeah. And so I got really excited about that. Originally, I wanted to go for animals, but that's a whole other story. To, to be chiropractic for animals. <laughs> for animals, oh, yeah. yeah. Most people don't know that that's a thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. Um, that's what I went to chiropractic school for originally. Okay, okay. But then I got there and discovered the work that I do now, um, Network Spinal. And that like shifted my life so much more. That took me from that state of... like That was what I say finally let me let go of anxiety yeah. um, because my nervous system, even though I was getting great chiropractic care and like that shifted my life so much, network is kind of like took it that step further and allowed me to actually experience life in a different way, like unwinding these like stored patterns in my nervous system yeah. in a gentle way kind of allowed my body to express more of me and who I am. For sure. And so it's like, I kind of got to clear away all the noise yeah. So that I can just be like the present version of me that I am now. That's amazing. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit about like, um, so, so the, was that, that was like the main thing that kind of helped you transition out of that realm of bartending and partying and yeah. all of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Chiropractic was kind of like okay. what changed it all for me. Wow. Cool. It's like really crazy see this is why i love doing this podcast because yeah. everybody has a different path right. and that's why it's like good to show that like there's no one way to make it through those challenges and struggles you know it, right. different things work for different people and right. it's, sometimes it's trial and error to figure it out yeah. so um can you tell us a little bit about the nervous system like explain exactly what you do yeah, um, so yeah, I am a chiropractor. <laughs> we missed that part, but um, I actually like I started calling myself a nervous system alchemist because I feel like that kind of okay. like describes what I do a bit better. Because yeah. um, what is alchemy? It's magically, seemingly magically transforming something and like bridging that like bridging that gap between spirit and physical. Yeah. And so your nervous system is like the most physical spiritual part of you, but mm -hmm. it's also the most spiritual physical part of right. you because it is an actual thing, but it's also like this like elusive subject at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, we don't fully understand it, but it's so amazing. Totally. And so, um, yeah, so nervous system alchemy, like what is that? I'm helping you yeah. magically transform your nervous system and like helping like change and let go of these like old patterns that have been conditioned to you like throughout your life. Yeah. It's like, you know, something happens and your body responds and it holds that information. Yeah. And if it has the capacity, it lets it go right away. Okay. If you don't have enough energy or bandwidth to deal with it, it kind of like holds it, it and stores it for later. Yeah. And not everyone gets the opportunity to go back to deal with it or the nervous system forgets about it, kind of throws it away in the back yeah. corner. It's like back in spine, back of spine, you know, yeah. don't think about it. And so over time, like that starts to create, like that becomes just like your response. And so, um, 
yeah, you notice like you get triggered and like you respond in a certain way. It's almost automatic. You have yeah. no control over it. And that's just because it's been wired in and conditioned into how you're living. Okay. And so I help people be able to like let that go. So Very they can cool. be there. So how do you do that? Really light touch in specific areas. It's really? like, it's so cool. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't take a lot of force to work with the nervous system. Wow. Let's think about it. Like if you're out on a safari, okay. right? And say there's a lion way off in the distance. Your body, it's going to be safer for you to be able to sense that lion from way far away with mm -hmm. its roar as opposed to like feeling its breath right on your neck. It's true. And so the nervous system can like really respond and like has a huge capacity for being able to like take in information from all around. So it doesn't really need that much to be able to change it. Okay. It's just the right touch at the right time in the right place. Wow. And so. So how do you go about like kind of diagnosing and, and determining where to touch and how, how would you go about it? Yeah, that, um, that took four years of chiropractic school okay. and four years, well, five years now of studying the technique very deeply. It's um, the guy, Donnie Epstein, that created it, has a whole analysis and protocol that teaches us exactly like where to go and what to do to create the change that we need to see. Wow. So that's yeah. so cool because like, I've, I've learned about, um, and I, I did a session of biofield tuning. Have you ever heard of that? No. So this woman kind of, she did massage and she figured out with a tuning fork mm -hmm. that she could kind of sense like disruptions in the electromagnetic energy field. Mm -hmm. And then she could use the fork like a, almost like a mouse for a computer and yeah. like click and drag and bring it back to the center column oh, cool. and like reintegrate that trapped energy. Yeah. It doesn't, it's something that I don't think it's not, it's not like a one and done yeah. kind of thing, you know? Same with what I do. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and I think a lot of times people are like, they do it once and like, well, I'm not, fixed so I feel like know. that's our culture these days is yeah. we kind of expect things like we yeah. have like that microwave culture where yeah. it's like we expect things to happen right away for sure. and that's like it took how long for your body to start telling you and talking to you before you actually listen to it for so sure. why do we expect it to respond and change instantly like the magic can happen instantly but sometimes this linear sure. world we live in it still takes time for sure yeah yeah so um your office is in st pete Yep, I'm in historic Northeast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me that. Yeah. yeah, right across from Black Crow. It's really cozy. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and so do you work with other people? Or are you in like a, no? Nope. Solo practitioner. Like solo, one-woman show. Very do it cool. all. So you've been doing it for about five years or so? Uh, so I went to school. I started school in 2018. Okay. And so I have been like studying all of this for five years. I've been licensed for a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's been really fun. That's awesome. It's like fun, like getting more into it and exploring more. Yeah, I um, I wanted to get a session in before we had this podcast, yeah. and we didn't make that happen, or I didn't make that happen. But um, we'll yeah, make it happen. but yeah, we can. I'm 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 interested in having you back and sharing my experience with it, um, because uh, I I one of the things that is is like a theme of this podcast is that there isn't a magic bullet, there isn't one solution to things. So um, stacking different modalities is like it, it has like a synergistic effect you know they like complement each other just like yep. I used to party too uh, just like if you were drinking and then you smoke some weed it has like a multiplier effect and you feel more right. you know it's like four times versus 1x and 1x then it makes it 4x you know you're more more screwed up whatever you know? but crossfaded yeah, yeah crossfaded that's what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but in a healthy way. But yeah, in a healthy <laughs> way, exactly. Like if you're doing meditation daily, uh -huh. Wim Hof method, yoga, yeah. going and doing this, mm -hmm. how often um, does it kind of depend on the on the client? Like how often they, they come in? 
Yeah, so it kind of, it, it really does depend. And some people, their body catches on quicker mm. and some people take a little bit more time. So it's really like hard to give an actual like number of visits or like how long before someone feels something. Um, but I mean, it also kind of depends on like how much you're willing to do the work yourself outside, outside. of the office. Because yeah. it's not it's not like you're coming in as a passive receiver. It's sure. like, this is a collaboration where we get to work together to totally. be able to move beyond and break these patterns so that you can live your life. So what are some things that you, you're giving them tips and tools to mm -hmm. do outside of the office? Yeah. Um, what are some of those? I have a couple different like breathwork integration tools that I sometimes mm -hmm. give people. Okay. Um, and it's, again, based on Donnie's work called SRI, which stands for somatorespiratory integration. Mm -hmm. um, that's helping to bring awareness and conscious touch um, to different parts of our body. And so when we bring focus, breath, and movement to certain areas, we get to be present. Like kind of like make that unconscious a bit more conscious yeah. so that you can actually connect with it. Okay. And so I can give people like stuff like that to do, or sometimes I'll just ask them to be more aware of like different things during the day, or just, just become more present with your life too. Yeah. Cause that's when you really start to notice like some of the subtle changes that are going on. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking like if you're not using substances, you're meditating daily, you know, mm -hmm. taking care of your body, you know, eating fairly healthy, that it would, what you do would kind of integrate and you'd see results maybe a little quicker if you're Yeah, already, it might be, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people also just aren't very aware of what their body's doing. Sure. Like, even though they are doing all the things, like, they might still be kind of disconnected. Yeah. And so that's where it might just take a little bit of time before they start to really notice what's happening. For but, sure. And, yeah. um... I always like to kind of tie in human design yeah. to these. Yeah, love I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, human design is all about the body. Right. You know, like getting out of your head, feeling what's in the body, especially mm -hmm. wherever your authority is at. So mm -hmm. it kind of goes hand in hand with that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about um, you outside of, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to share about your practice? Um, oh, I guess if people want to find me, yeah. um, Instagram's probably the easiest way to connect with okay. me, um, and it is soulistic.living, so S-O-U-L-I-S-T-I-C dot living. And I'll put it in the show notes. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, cool. That's probably, that covers the practice, I think, enough. Really? <laughs> and so then they can book through there, there's like a link tree? Or... Yep, yep, got Perfect. it all set up. Okay, awesome, yeah. cool, very cool. Um, and so, um, so let's talk about, uh, maybe a little bit more about, um, like, that transition from the partying mm -hmm. into the chiropractic, and like, because I'm sure it wasn't just like, you're bartending, you're going out every night drinking, all of a sudden you go to chiropractor school and a switch flips. And no, it definitely you're... wasn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it was a bit of a process. Like it kind of started with, like I still was like very in it while I was starting to receive chiropractic care. Sure. And um, it got to a point where one day I just started, like decided I was gonna start going to do yoga. And I had like never done yoga before. Mm. And like I signed up to take yoga at like the community college. And so started doing that. And that's like around the time that I was like, I should go back to school. Because I had like my bachelor's, I got my bachelor's in music when I was in my undergrad. Cool. And so I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like kind of like at that phase. Um, that was around like 26, 27. So getting into that start of the Saturn return time. Sure. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like 
starting to do yoga and like receiving chiropractic care and then it just kind of got to a point where I was like oh I don't want to be hungover from my yoga class in the morning <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't drink as much tonight yeah, you yeah. know and then it kind of became a thing where I was like oh I'm just not going to drink at all I'll still go out um and then next thing you know I was going out and I just didn't drink at all and I was like leaving by like midnight whereas I was the person that would stay up till five or six in the morning wow. And so I was leaving at like midnight and like my friends started calling me a grandma and I was yeah. like, okay, fine, I sure. guess I'm a grandma. Like, I'm a yeah, if I'm going to go home and go to bed, like, so I want to go to yoga in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just laughing at me. But, you know, it was kind of like a slow process in that sense. Um, and while I was in chiropractic school, like I definitely like I would go back home to San Diego and it was so easy just to go out and drink with everyone again. Um, so it's not like I completely cut cold sober sure. at any point. And I wouldn't say I'm completely sober right now either. I still yeah. enjoy a glass of wine every now yeah. and then. But 5 a.m. is not. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in bed by <laughs> 9 or 10 yeah. usually. Yeah. Usually I'm waking up at 5, if anything, instead yeah, of going yeah. to bed at 5. For sure. But yeah, it was kind of a slow process. And then like while I was at school, um, it just became easier. Because like, when you're around a lot of people that are like health-focused, it's a little bit easier for yourself. 100%. Yeah. Now, like I said, I rarely drink at all. So. Yeah. So, so you were from San Diego. Yeah. Well, not okay. I'm from Canada. Okay. I lived in San Diego oh, for Canada. 15 years. Yeah. 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 So I lived in San Diego for 15 years. So it's like what I consider my home. Sure. But. Wow. So you moved from beautiful San Diego to beautiful St. Pete, Tampa. Yeah. Area. Yeah. With like Bay Area for school and Dallas in between. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Fun. I love St. Pete. It reminds me of San Diego in a lot of ways. Like energetically, they have a very similar like signature, mm -hmm. and um, a lot of people like are just really lovely and like very conscious and like trying to be like aware of like what's going on and how their impact on the world. And so I just really love that. Yeah, me too. It's been really great. And then the Kirtan community is just like absolutely like blasted me open and to a whole new level of life and loving. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. And I guess we can describe, maybe I'll have you describe what Kirtan is. Um, oh, how, okay, how do I describe Kirtan? Um, it'll be interesting, Thomas likes to hear how other people describe it. Yeah, so. I'm going I'm I'm to have him on, uh, I can't remember when, but um, he's coming on at some point. Yeah, too, so. so for me, Kirtan is a way for me to connect with divine. Whatever that means for anyone else, I don't know, but for me, it's just a way for me to connect with the divine. And what we're doing is we're singing Sanskrit mantras. Well, I'm playing, but um, <laughs> everyone else is singing Sanskrit mantras. And we're like singing to the different deities, but it's like not as we're recognizing them as like gods or anything like that. At least this is my perspective. Yeah. Um, we're just like singing to the energies of what they represent right. and like embodying that and being with that. The archetypes. So, right, the archetypes of them. I like yeah. that way of saying it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just been like really, like music has always been a big part of my life. And like, this is just a whole different layer of music to yeah. me. And it's funny, like I was talking with Thomas the other day, actually, how Kirtan was kind of like nudging at me while I was in chiropractic school, but I wasn't like fully, I guess, ready for it in a way. But then when I got here and like went to my first Kirtan, I was just like, wow, like I forgot one how powerful music is yeah. two how powerful like just like being with that many a people group. and like creating something together is yeah. like that and then just like what that like what that can feel like and it just like felt so good in my body to be able to be yeah. in that space and so in yeah. the heart right like, it's like, like that's what I that's the, like the main thing that I'll say when I describe it to people is that 
it's opening up your heart. Like, I mean, I feel like my heart grows every time I go in there and I'm, I'm getting more out of my head and into my heart. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a, um, a kirtan session, whatever you call it. As long as that's stupid. Still good. As long as that okay. doesn't fall down. Uh, but, uh, so, um, it was like, this was probably several months ago. Uh -huh. And I was still, because it's not like my struggle is over. But, like, I definitely feel like I've broken through in a lot of ways. And I'm not, like, always banging my head against the wall as much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but, so, this was, like, maybe three or four months ago. I was still working in restaurants mm -hmm. um, to make extra money. And that was stressful. And so, um, I was just still stressed about myself. And someone, uh, one of my friends that knows a lot more about human design than me, she was explaining, she was looking at, because I have, like, multiple like older women that like I've met through Facebook mm -hmm. that are great resources for human design awesome. that are like, yeah, they're like my gurus when it comes to human design. Yeah. I'm ha I've had a couple of them on and I'm going to have more. Um, but she was describing how, um, financially like, um, and it's true for like all men to a certain degree, mm -hmm. but for me specifically in my design, like when I'm struggling financially, not like that's my foundation. And if, I, if that's happening, it just makes everything harder. Um, so at that time, just a few months ago, it was not going well. And, um, and I remember I went in there to Kirtan and I kind of sat at the back and like, I was still bitter about a lot of stuff. And, uh, a, a girl that go, that has gone there several times and she and I like, uh, met last year actually. And so we were catching up a little bit and I, I remember like what I was saying to her and like just the vibe that I was given was just this like kind of bitter vibe you know mm -hmm. but i was thankful to be at kirtan and it just so happened that i didn't have to work that friday night that's why i didn't go for like uh, almost a year was like i not that you were like oh trevor's not here today but i mean that's why i didn't go uh because i was working in restaurants so uh, right. and these take place on friday nights so i was like conveying to her how frustrated i was you know and um and and then i remember during the kirtan thomas uh, before we did the Hanuman mm. mantra, oh, yeah, and he described the story of Hanuman, and um, I'm gonna butcher it, so I'll just kind of give my understanding of it is that Hanuman was is a monkey, yeah, and he was like the most intelligent being in the in the universe. I think or, so. Like, he was, I'm like, like really not the most super, well okay. <laughs> So he was like something to do with he was super intelligent, and I should look mm -hmm. this up, but he was super intelligent and. Um, something happened that made him like have to get out of his head mm. and into his heart mm. and that's when he became the most powerful being in the universe mm -hmm. and um and so i just love that and like we were saying before it's an archetype it's not like you know we're worshiping the hanuman right we're like all getting down on our knees and yeah. but it's like and so i remember like well like definitely when we did that when we did that mantra um that I was like, I just started bawling, like, mm -hmm. uh, and because it was like so real for me at that moment. Because I was trying, I knew that I needed to get out of my head yeah. and more into my heart. And it was like, just like, just singing that mantra. Like, at a certain point, I kind of stopped singing it because I was freaking crying. Yeah. But it was like this, like, emotional release, you know. And that's one thing I, I want to bring up on this in these episodes is that, like. <clears throat> strength and vulnerability mm. and the fact that like 
in our society, men, especially like in America, it's like, you gotta be tough, you know, you don't, you don't show your emotions kind of thing. And like those emotional releases, like have been such a powerful catalyst for my change and getting to the point that I'm at now where I'm much more calm and much more centered and much more empowered and, and happy. And, um, and it's like, I, like I've cried so many times, like, like on almost uncontrollable where I'm not fighting anymore. I'm just like letting it out. And yeah. like, that is like, uh, just such a powerful release. It's releasing some of that trapped energy mm -hmm. basically, you know? I mean, that's what, what emotions want to do yeah, is they're on. just trying to move energy. Yeah. It's like literally they're just, they're molecules that are in our body that are trying to move through and be expressed in different ways. Cause different energies have different, different ways of expressing. And, totally. And so yeah, just allowing them to move through and just like release, and that's beautiful that you're able to allow yourself just like express it now without yeah. feeling like oh I have to hold it in, like yeah. try to contain this because that's not what we do. For uh, sure. And that, I mean that's going to create more dysregulation down the road too, totally. right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and um, uh, we did a ceremony last weekend. Um, Ananda Springsteen ran it. Oh yeah. Her nice. and three other women. It's Divine Feminine Collective. I think is the name of it. I mean, figure cool. that out. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. Yeah. And so we did like a ceremony with some medicine, you yes. know, and um, cacao and mm -hmm. something else. And so uh, like, but I remember that during that experience, like I have used that medicine before. And during that experience, like it was not like, um, it was like, it was like, I, it was like a confirmation that I'd done a lot of work mm. already and that it wasn't such a painful experience for once. Mm. Like I was not like because every other time I've, I've used that medicine. It's like Just painful like mm. it's like a very like and it's a, a release process, but um Yeah, so mm. so um, Yeah, maybe I don't know if you want to share a little bit about like you like did you have any of that kind of like emotional release during that process of transitioning from the partying to the Yeah yeah, I don't think, it's funny, I've been reflecting on this a bit lately and like looking backwards at some of my life and just trying to observe to see like past versions of me and like yeah. how like I'm, the me right now is like how, it's the same me but it's like still so different and that was one thing I was actually reflecting on lately was like how in the past I wouldn't really allow myself to feel my feelings. Yeah. Um, I don't think I really felt in a space where I could growing yeah. up and I recognize, like I said, my mom did her absolute best and I absolutely loved her to pieces. Sure. But um, I remember as a child, like telling people, I was like, well, I'm the good kid because my mom needs me to be. Like, mm. especially through like end of high school, early high school, I was a bit of a punk. Yeah. Um, but like end of high school, I remember being like, oh, like my mom needs me to be good. And so it's like, I don't think younger me really felt like she could really fully express and be sad or angry or anything. And so anger is actually still an emotion that I am still trying to work with myself. Like mm -hmm. I have a hard time with anger and yeah. like, just, I'm like, I just don't get angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, I wish I would in a way because then I could actually like let it out yeah, and not like yeah. have to keep it all bottled up. Um, but yeah, during that whole process of like starting to like return more to myself and like starting to like let go, of, like not mean to the world. Like, sure. I mean, I cry all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, talk about I don't know something will happen and I'll just like be triggered in some way and not like triggered in a bad way but I'll just like kind of like tap that one thing and yeah. then just like oh like I actually just let myself freely cry now yeah and it's just so beautiful to just like let it come through and not be and like never apologizing for it and just like letting it be and like 
being in a community now where people are like, oh, like, I'm just going to hold the space for you yeah. and cry it out. Like, I'm just here with you. Well, and I feel like, I mean, it's not, not if you don't let your emotions on, it's not, I'm not like judging you, but like, I do feel like this is kind of like an evolution of yeah. the species and we're realizing that like, th this is how this stuff works. Like, this is how you can move through this stuff, release some of not only your own trauma, but then also ancestral trauma. Mm -hmm. And like we can get over this and stop keeping repeating all of these same dysfunctional patterns, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like we we get to break it. Yeah. We get to be the change that we that the world has needed. Yeah, really, honestly, because sure. otherwise, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Well, and um, I was actually just talking about this with Shakti um, via just messenger, yeah. and we were talking about um, <clears throat> I did change the ending of of these episodes. Um, I didn't in the last one that I recorded I didn't um, but I'm gonna change it from now on okay. where I used to say you are your own Messiah mm -hmm. because I don't want to discourage people who might identify with Christianity right. um, but uh, I am gonna bring this up yeah I don't care yeah. so um, my like one of my best friends from back home sent me a couple of videos last night mm -hmm. and they the first one was um, an ex-witch basically is what mm -hmm. she described herself as and she was saying how crystals and meditation and yoga and all this stuff are portals to demonic realms mm. and that the only um, remedy is turning to Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can save you. And then the next one was this guy who went into, I mean, he like went into it and he was like, he's like, meditation opens you up. It, make, it turns you into a beacon for demonic possession. Mm. Um, and so... Uh, it's it's kind of crazy. So, yeah. um, but the reason I'm bringing this up is, um, and then he and I had a discussion via text, you know, over that. And I kind of, I, I, in retrospect, at the end, like I guess this morning when I woke up, I texted him. I said, "This is what my response should have been," because I, I kind of get yeah. defensive because, yeah. I, like, it's like when you study more of the ancient texts and and what Jesus was um, talking about, not just the watered down Council of Nicaea Bible, which Again, if you use the Bible and it helps you, I'm not saying don't use it. I'm not saying the Bible is evil by any stretch of the imagination. But like what Shakti and I were talking about today is basically the way I see it is is like, and I'm not saying I'm right, but like the 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 God of the Old Testament was a pretty vengeful, bordering on psychopath. I mean, like mm -hmm. when you look at a lot of the things from the Old Testament and, and how he conducted things. Yeah. Not didn't seem like a healthy healthy relationship between him and humanity. Right. Um, and so I think that like Jesus kind of came to like help that process mm -hmm. and to show us that like God is not such a vengeful psychopath and that if we treat each other the way we want to be treated and, and with compassion and respect that um, we have better outcomes. You know um, and. But I think that the next step, and the reason I brought all this up is because you were talking about like self-development and we were talking about, you know, like working through some of these challenges on a personal level, mm -hmm. is that instead of turning to, um, and I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't still pray to Jesus. I do. And I call him Yeshua because I think that's his real name and it was changed to Jesus over time. Yeah. But like um, that it's not someone is necessarily saving you, it's that you you realize that the kingdom of heaven is within you and mm -hmm. so we, we went from like the vengeful psychopath to like no god is much more loving 
um, and then we had the heaven and hell thing, mm -hmm. but now I think we're in this transition toward like realizing that you can you can activate some of that stuff within you. Mm -hmm. You know, like Jesus said um, that all these things that I've done, there will be those that come after you that can do all this and more. Yeah. Basically, is what one of the quotes from him. Yeah. And I think that that was like a, um, he was talking about. I think this time that we're in right now, you know. Yeah. Um, Quite potentially. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, yeah, it's like kind of like remembering that we are like all the embodiment of God. Yeah. Like that's what we are. Like we're in the embodiment, like spirit, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Like it's everywhere yeah. because it is everything. And yeah. we're just like, we just happen to be like the human embodiment of it. So yeah, it's, it's funny. Like even you mentioning that like today I was working with some of my people and like this is something that's like in my mind a lot of the times when I'm working with people mm -hmm. but today like I was literally just like feeling complete reverence for the universe that I was working with through this person that was on my table and just like remembering like wow like what a gift and like what a lovely opportunity I have to be able to work with the universe in this way and like co-collaborate with it yeah. it's, it's so cool but yeah just like remembering like we are the embodiment of it yeah and so yeah, it's like we have so much power. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Yeah. And that's why, like, um, when 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 I hear these things, like my fr my best friend sends me these videos and mm -hmm. he says he's praying for me because he's afraid of the path that I'm going down. It's like, um, it's kind of, I mean, everybody's got their own path. Right. And he used to do the partying thing. Mm -hmm. um, we used to joke around that he was the one that introduced everybody to weed like back in high school, you know, and and, um, and so he had some health issues that he was going through and so then he started going to church mm -hmm. and um, and he's a, definitely a better dad as a result and a better husband yeah. and um, and that's amazing. But we're like, it's when it transitions to the evangelism that like, it's like, you're talking about things that you don't understand and I'm not saying that like you're entitled to your opinion but when I share with you like different texts like the Gospel of Thomas and I ask you if you've read it and you say no and you're not willing to read it then it's like okay well we can't have a discussion on on the full spectrum if right. you know what I mean if, if like yeah so I mean to me it kind of sounds like in a way like they're like giving I obviously don't know this person, but it's like, it kind of sounds a bit like just giving up his power and just like, you know what, this is like what someone else has told me to believe and it offers people great healing in so many ways. And like some people actually need that at certain points totally. in life too, to be like, I need to give away my power a bit and I need to be able to have someone just tell me surrender. what to do yeah. and surrender to that. And it's like everyone's at different paths on their journey, right? Totally. Well, and it's crazy because like he um, and I used to have discussions about all this stuff. And, and he would like agree with me and at a certain point his mom was like you're going down a demonic path you know when he would talk to her about any of this stuff and he would basically correct her on on it and and you know and and then it's it's weird like he just, just did this 180 and it's funny because I actually had another friend who um, was uh, I didn't even think we were gonna talk about this but <laughs> I had another friend who um, I, we went to we were in the cities together in um, we be, both became Siddhas and Transcendental Meditation, which is a more advanced form of mm -hmm. TM. And uh, we both went to the school out in Iowa, Maharishi School, okay. Inter Maharishi International, International University. And so we both went through that, that process, became Siddhas, 
and then I think he kind of stopped meditating. I actually stopped and saw him on my way down to Florida when I was moving down here. He lives in Georgia, mm -hmm. and we meditated together. He hadn't been meditating in a long, long time, and so and that's the thing with the meditation is it's some, it's just like the gym. If you if you go to the gym and you get you get strong, and then you just stop going, you start eating shitty food and everything. It doesn't it doesn't just magically stay, right. you know. So, but it's a practice. yeah. Right. So he and I were speaking, um, and he's had a tough time. Like he lost both of his parents in like a year's time, um, part of the COVID thing and everything. And um, and so, uh, but I, then we started talking, and, and he was like, I. Um, he went on this whole thing that I, I said, "What's new with you?" And he said, uh, "I have accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior." And um, he's like, all that stuff that I was doing, I just, it's its dark, it's demonic. Mm -hmm. And he went into like all kinds of different stuff. And I was just like, it's so fascinating to me. Like when you start down that path and then you do a 180, um, yeah, everybody's yeah. got their own path. Whatever, yeah. whatever works for you, Yeah. as long as it's making you a better person. As long as, I mean, as long as you feel happy with where you are. Right. And that's the thing. It, but it's also that. And I guess maybe I'm doing it right now, what I'm saying this stuff, yeah. but it's when the evangelization starts happening and it's like, you're the devil, you know, and it's like, well, you know, God, <laughs> thank you. God, Enjoy your day. <laughs> God, God made these crystals. The devil yeah. didn't make the crystals, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, so, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's an interesting thing. And that's like, that's like just how you like learn how to relate with people and it's like recognize and love them unconditionally. Exactly. Because that's all we really can do. It's like, right. you know what? I love you anyways. Yeah. No matter what you think about me. As long as you're a Christian and you're being a good person, <laughs> you might think that, you know, billions of people are going to hell and burning for all of eternity. You know, that's your cross to bear, not mine. Right. But as long as you're doing that and you're not going out and committing crimes and hurting people or whatever, you know, yeah. I'll take it. Like, do what you want. I'll take it. I'm all about sovereignty and, like, being able to do what you want with your life. Like, well, as long as you're not hurting other people. Right, 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 right. Right. Like, obviously don't go murder people because yeah. you're like, I'm a sovereign being and I can do whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah, I want. Yeah. Like, that's crossing some ethical and moral boundaries, I'm sure. Yeah. But right. I feel like as long as you're being, like, a good human and just doing the best that you can, that's really all we can do. Yeah. And, like, and then once you learn better, do better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about music. Okay. Transition. Yeah. Back to Back to the music. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you want to know about music or what? So what, what got you into music? When when did you start playing the violin? <laughs> it's actually a funny story. Um, <laughs> I started playing when I was six years old, so I've been playing for a really long time. Very cool. Um, my, growing up, my brother was given violin lessons when he was like three, I was six, and he didn't really like it. Um, but me being the older sister that I was, so I was like, that's not fair that my younger brother got to do something and I didn't get to do it. Yeah, yeah. So my mom told me that apparently I threw quite the tantrum. <laughs> and um, so they gave me violin lessons. And turns out I liked the violin, my brother didn't like it yeah. at all. He ended up playing cello. Oh, nice. And then my sister after me played violin as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so I started playing when I was six years old. Wow. And just kept up with it. Um, and just so we're clear, she's an amazing violinist. <laughs> She's Thank you. Very, yeah, very talented. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Taking a lot of practice, but I'm not, also not the best practicer. <laughs> really? Well, maybe it just comes natural then. Yeah, that's my teachers used to get really mad at me. They're like, maybe you gotta stop relying on the natural talent yeah. and actually like apply yourself. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll just keep playing as I'm playing. And um, and you're a one three, so you. you, you uh, in human even, design, yeah. Yeah, you don't even have the two line in human design mm -hmm. of, of the natural. 
You're just nope. on top of it. Yeah. So, um, uh, has that been like therapeutic for you? Yeah, times? getting back to it definitely has been. Yeah. So I, during the time of my life where I was partying and doing a lot of drugs, I was yeah. I kind of like stepped away from music because that was right after I graduated my undergrad. And um, it was funny because I actually went to a private Christian college for Did undergrad. You? Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, Point Loma Nazarene University. It's in San Diego on the beach, on the cliffs. It's, it's absolutely beautiful campus. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like where I lost my religion, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I, when they force it down your throat, you're kind of like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, I think that was a lot of it. And yeah. then I just like I just realized I need to go on my own path and forge my own relationship with what I thought was universe and divine and God, whatever you like, yeah. I said, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, so I kind of like took a break from music for like six years or so um while I was in chiropractic school I like tapped in a little bit um I played at Burning Man one year which was really fun um with a huge orchestra like out in the middle of the desert that was a really cool experience um but then yeah I'm the I'm the type of person that just likes to play with people I don't really like to just go play just to play um and that's how I kind of like to do a lot of my life actually it's yeah. like I like to do things with people like I like engaging in relationships and like collaboration co-creating things like I think that's so much more fun than just doing it on my mm-hmm. own yeah and yeah. so um yeah this playing with the Kirtan group and Sacred City and just the the people that I've met through that and like the people in the band like just being able to like freely play and just like someone just starts playing some chords and then just being able to play over that has been really liberating yeah. um, because I'm classically trained and so it's like just playing just to play is not something yeah. that I've learned for sure and so that's been something a skill that I've been honing more of lately and it's been a lot of fun and like just feels free and flowing and I, sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing. My fingers just do it. <laughs> Honestly, that's the, that's the best. <laughs> like I just, yeah. My mind like kind of started to let go and just let let what comes through come through. That's amazing. So that's kind of cool. I guess it's kind of challenge me. Cha- uh, cha- channeled. Channeled. There we go. <laughs> Challenged. Not demonic. Not demonic. Channel, it's channeled. Let's <laughs> make yes. that make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's for Kirtan, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I guess it's all about perspective because some people might look at Kirtan and be like, that is. Demonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I mean, everyone has their own thoughts and opinions yeah, on things, right? Totally. For me, I think it's it's purely divinely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, in my opinion, unless you're specifically calling on demons, which people do. Yeah. You know, but otherwise, there's not just demons always lurking around, and you have good intentions, and then then they sneak in the back door. Yeah. You call them on them, like you know yeah. their names, and you call them. Right. Which, which I don't doing. recommend. Probably no, no, no. I did. did, did sound like I had. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Do not do that. Definitely, definitely have not done that. Oh God, yeah. I I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some people, and I think that's like part of the balance of the world too. It's like there has to be the balance between the good and the evil, right? Yeah. So every time we do something to get more towards the good, then somebody has to do something really friggin' evil. I I, see. I kind of think. I kind of think that like. We're in this time where um, it's like a breakthrough, and and yeah. this is just my opinion, but um, we're kind of in this time where we're we're in the transition of breaking through. Shakti was talking about this that we're moving out of Kali Yuga, you know, mm-hmm. and into the Bronze Age. It won't be the Golden Age because mm-hmm. it takes a minute to get there, right. but we're moving into the Bronze Age, which will just be this is like the rise of the Divine Feminine. Things are we're more likely to cooperate. We're 
letting our emotions out more. We're communicating better. Um, people in, like Shakti brought this up um, in that episode, about people are, um, like when older generations, like baby boomers and even older, um, look at our generation, the millennials, and they're like, you guys are lazy. Like, you don't want to just go to a nine-to-five job and, and, and punch in and punch out. Well, no, we don't. And, and we want to do something that matters. We feel like it's bringing value to other people, you know, and, and not not that, like, going to a nine-to-five job is wrong. I mean, right. we need plumbers, we need electricians, we need mm-hmm. um, carpenters and that kind of thing. And those things are, yeah. So, but yeah, so um, there was another, oh, so one thing I was going to mention to you, you, you have this uh, Pepper Potts vibe. Pepper I was just, Potts. I was just watching Iron Man. Okay. The other day. I haven't watched it. Uh, but Pepper Potts is his like secretary. Ah. Um, kind of like the second in command to Tony Stark. You know anything about Iron Man? No. <laughs> Iron Man. He's like a billionaire. Multi, I know he's multi- the one billionaire. that has like something here, yeah, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he had shrapnel got caught in his heart, and mm. so he had to have that to like keep it from killing him. Uh, but um, yeah. So he has like the suit, you know. Uh-huh. And then his second in command is Pepper Potts, like for his business or whatever, you know. Right. And um, it's Gwyneth Paltrow plays her uh, in the in the movies. I've gotten uh, that I looked like her a lot. Yeah, you, yeah. you just have like Gwyneth Paltrow vibe. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's I have no clue who Pepper Potts is, but. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a compliment. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I think she Gwyneth plays like instruments. She does like she has like she's put on like cooking demonstrations. She but plays she's instruments. Yeah. She's like a multi, multi, multi-talented human being. No, I mean she has her whole, her whole episodes on Netflix, The Goop Lab too. I don't know if you watch those. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a little like mini series that she did with Netflix, and um, she interviews like different healers and stuff out in the world. And it's funny because actually one of the people she interviews and has on the show is this guy John Amaral, and he used to practice network spinal. Wow. So, uh, well, he still he still like does his own thing now. Um, he was trained in network spinal analysis, which was like one step before network spinal. But sure. still a wonderful human and does amazing work. But yeah. it's kind of cool because that kind of started to bring some visibility to what I do because people are like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. And when well, Paltrow has it on her show, like people sure. are like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah. When you told me, I was like, I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, do we really need to understand exactly how it's working for it to work? Nope. And takes away part of the magic if you yeah. know it all. I mean, it's good to, I think, have an idea of what yeah. of what's going on. But yeah, you don't need to, like... I think that's, like, modern science is, like, it needs to map it out. And we need to explain the chemicals and the process. And I can't like, always... I can, and I think that's... I mean, I don't remember who said it, but I heard this quote at one point where it's, like, magic is just um, science that's not explained yet. Right. Because that's like really what it is. And so yeah. it's like, do we really need to explain it all? Because it takes away the magic of yeah. it. Well, and, and I mean, metaphysics itself, like you can't put a lot of that stuff in a beaker. No. You can't measure yeah. it. Can't but measure you can see the field. effects. Yeah, but you can see the effects. Right. Right. So who cares if you can measure it or not? Right. If it's working, why it's do working. we give a shit? Right. You know? It's working, just let it be. Yeah. Can keep doing it. If it's not working, change something. Yeah, exactly. Do something different. Totally. Yeah. So we're at about 47 minutes. What do you think? Think that's a good place to stop? I'm following your lead. Okay. <laughs> what are you feeling? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to cover. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else that you do? Like, you, you mentioned that you do yoga. Yeah, um, I do yoga. Do you meditate? 
Um, every now and then, I, I'm more of the, the seated meditation is really hard for me. Okay. Um, I do better with moving meditation, sure. so dance is usually my, my meditation. Nice. So it's just like being, I mean, what is meditating really? It's just trying to bring you really back with the present moment. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I don't like sitting still for too long. So. <laughs> I, I was like that until I found TM. Yeah. I swear to God. Like, I haven't tried TM yet. I, but. I, everyone that I've known that has tried it, as long mm -hmm. as you stay consistent with it, yeah. as soon as you start to fall off, it's hard to get back into the habit, mm -hmm. but if you are doing it twice a day, um, it's just, I feel like it's one of those universal things, like mm -hmm. um, like yoga, you know? Yeah. Like, yoga would be good for anybody, you yeah. know what I mean? And you might find your own style of yoga, um, but TM feels to me, um, and this is just me personally saying this, but it's like, it's almost like um, like a multi-tool. Mm -hmm. Like if you're thinking about like different tools, and like you got the hammer, or you got the, um, you get the uh, the wrench or whatever, but yeah. you know how those multi tools where yeah, you open like, it up and it has all these different yeah. things. I feel like TM for for me at least, it's like, it just makes it so easy to, mm -hmm. to transcend. But, mm. I'll have I'm, to try it sometime. You gotta take a class. Yeah. Okay. I'll take a class. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta yeah. pay for it. it. That's the that's one of the main barriers to entry. But that's actually why I did it was because it cost me money. Yeah, and I, more skin in the game. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I already spent four hundred dollars on this thing. I'm, I'm doing it. You like kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you're okay with just losing four hundred dollars, but yeah. and and some people might be. And she, my teacher, she was amazing. She, mm. like, it was this like serendipitous meeting between her and I. Like, it was four days that you you gotta go con four consecutive days. Yeah. And we had like two hour long discussions. Pretty much every time I went there, wow. um, yeah. After after we did the class or whatever, she's like a aunt slash grandma. She's right in that age range between like aunt and grandma, uh -huh. um, but like the sweetest woman. And uh -huh. like just yeah, I think that's part of the reason that I was so into it there from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If there's anything else you want to share that like that you do that is makes your life better. Mm. Yeah, I guess just like, like dancing, movement, yeah, music, for sure. network. Um, being the only practitioner in the area, though, it's like I don't get care, which has been a bit of a challenge, and it's been interesting witnessing how my life has been a little bit harder because I haven't been able to get to get this um, the, the work that I do. Yeah, and what is it called again? Network Spinal. Network Spinal. Yeah. I was gonna call it Spinal something, but Network yeah. Spinal. Okay. Yeah, lots of people call it Spinal Network, and. Sure. Yeah. Same words, different order. What did you call it though? The nervous system alchemy. Oh yeah. So I'm calling myself a nervous system alchemist because yeah. I've noticed if I introduce myself as a chiropractor, that makes people think of me in a certain box. Right. And it's like I want to invite the conversation and totally. ask the right people that are curious will be curious. Yeah. Because um, I guess I help people with their pain and yeah. help them like let go of the pain, but that's not my main focus. Sure. And so and it's not all about the back either. Yeah. about like the whole body and how your life is and everything totally. so nervous system alchemist i like it yeah i i, I love it actually I, I i like like being more creative we don't have to stay in these boxes right know? and i think that's been part of my struggle and just like figuring out my business and everything too it's like i was trying to model it after the way all the other chiropractors do it and not even just chiropractors the way the network spinal chiropractors do sure. it because it's like there's a whole model and like it's a successful model and it works yeah and I was trying to go after that, and I was like, "This doesn't feel like my path." And so it's been it's been a journey, and I think 
having to move out of the big commercial space I was into and moving into mm-hmm. a smaller space has kind of allowed me to have more capacity to sit here and be like oh okay like let me get more creative like what do I want it to look like yeah. what do I even want to call myself because when I say chiropractor people are like oh here crack me yeah. when I say I'm a network spinal practitioner people are like what the fuck what is that about? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah the nervous system alchemist just kind of came through one day and I was like I really like that I like it. yeah well um and and that's like this kind of ties into this whole podcast of like self-development self-empowerment finding your own journey so like that's why i like to have different people on talking about different things and and what works for one person might not work for another person right but like making it your own so uh, that's and that kind of goes back to what i was saying about this time of what i what paramahansa yogananda called the second coming of christ Mm -hmm. is like the rise of christ consciousness in people Mm -hmm. just like jesus said you know all these things that I've done, there will be those that come after me can do all this and more. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like a, you know, finding your own path, finding what works for you. So you you find a modality like um, Network Spinal, and then you kind of make it your own because each person mm-hmm. is different, right? right? And so then you offer that, your own style of it, and it doesn't make the whole industry of Network Spinal wrong. Right. It's just that this is your, your little flavor of it, you yeah. know? And that's part of the gift too. It's like I know there's so many network spinal well, not really so many. Um, there's a handful of network spinal chiropractors. Yeah. Um, there's none in this area, but um, there's like ones that like there's one up in New York, and it's like I'll fly to New York to go see her because I know uh-huh. like oh yeah, I, I did it once. Wow. Um, it just was a little expensive, so I need to wait for a bit yeah. before I can do it again. But it's like I will make that visit for her because like yeah there's someone I can drive to see in Orlando there's someone I can drive to see in other parts and it's like I would rather fly to like Texas or New York and go to these other places because it's like I'm going for their flavor of what they do and they each they each have different gifts and so it's like really cool to like remember it's like yeah like we're all network spinal practitioners but we all have our own flavor our own way of doing it I love it and the own, our own way of running a practice. And it's been really great to be like, oh, I don't have to do it the way that everyone else does yeah. it. But you can also take little parts pieces. from different, yeah. 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 It's all about like listening and to And that one you. free line really needs to. <laughs> Investigate and then experiment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been so much experimenting the past year and a half. <laughs> you feel like you made a lot of progress. I definitely have. Yeah, I realized it's like, oh, that was not exactly for me. This wasn't exactly for me. So it's like, I'm just trying these things and seeing what feels right and sure. what brings me the success. Because as a projector, that is my my strategy or like my way of knowing. Your, like, your, um, with, sig- not strategy, signature. signature. There we go. That's the word. Yeah. This is that success. Yeah. And if you get bitter, you know that yeah. things are not going well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I've had some bitter moments. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me, let me reevaluate yeah, here. For sure. <laughs> um,. Well, I feel like that's a good place to stop. Cool. Yeah. Sounds great. I really appreciate you coming on, Dr. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been fun. And we need to schedule uh, a session. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can get that done. For sure. Got my schedule with me right now. Do you? <laughs> yeah, nice. I do. Um, so, uh, I guess um, we'll end it there. Uh, yeah. This Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Master of Zilch. I'm your host, Trev Montavon, and this has been Dr. Meg. Uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and um, not doing the Messiah ending anymore uh, what did I say um, you are your own hope so that the Superman S I'm gonna make shirts and flip it around so when you look in the mirror you are your own hope that's what the S represents
Um, and so you are your own hope, and I believe in you. You can do it. And um, thanks for tuning in. See you next time.